Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show. Today I'm going to focus on six steps to fixing marriage and money problems. As I'm sure you know, a lot of couples have problems with money for a variety of reasons. So I'm going to hit some top six things to consider so that you don't have problems in your relationship with money. The first one is stop using credit. Credit is so tempting. It's everywhere. You can finance just about anything. You can finance your mattress. You can finance your car. You can finance furniture. Anything you want, you basically can finance. And it makes it very tempting to purchase things and then just finance it. So why not do that? The reason you don't want to do that is a couple things. First of all, you're hedging against the future. When you start getting payments, you're assuming you're going to keep earning enough income to make all those payments. And before long, all of your income is going toward your payments and then you're gonna feel financially restricted, financially crippled. Also, you waste money on the interest you're spending on those payments. And so it's a bad practice and unfortunately our culture makes it so tempting to buy now, pay later. We see advertisements everywhere. And I'm guilty of this with credit cards. My wife and I used to have a credit card and we said to ourselves, we're gonna pay it off every month, but we didn't. Here and there, we'd have an emergency or we'd have a big expense and we'd put it on the credit card and we would promise ourselves, oh, we'll pay that off next month. Then next month would come and we'd have extra expenses somewhere else we weren't expecting so we wouldn't get it paid off. And before we realized it, that credit card grew and grew and grew until it became really high and then we realized, what are we doing? So we paid it off and we vowed never to do it again. And guess what? A couple years later, we did the exact same thing. And this is what happens. And a lot of people say, it's okay if I charge with a credit card because I pay it off every month. But what studies show is that when you're spending money with a credit card compared to a debit card, people tend to spend about 50% more using a credit card because it lacks accountability. When you're spending money on a debit card, that's accountability because if you don't have money in the bank, the transaction is not going to go through. When you're spending money on a credit card, there's no accountability. You can spend as much as you want to as long as you don't go beyond the limit on the credit card. So it tends to lead to much more careless spending, higher spending. And the majority of people do not pay it off at the end of every month. So if you want to reduce your stress, financially, if you want to have lower financial problems in your relationship, the first step is stop using credit. And that leads me to step number two, only use cash. So my wife and I, after we racked up our credit card twice, we decided to not have any more credit cards because they were getting the best of us. And this was many years ago now. So we've been without a credit card for probably going on about 10 years already. And it has transformed the way I interact with money. Because for me, I've always been someone who is more of a risk taker and sensation seeker. And that's come out with how I've handled money. I've been much more focused on taking risks or buying things or thinking if I purchase this, it's going to pay off in a, in a great way. And even with my business, I've been more of a risk taker when it comes to new projects or spending money on advertising. So I've taken a lot of risk. But the moment I started using a cash only system, it changed all that because then I couldn't take those risks unless we had money in the bank to cover it. 
And so it's forced me to have more delayed gratification. It's forced me to focus more on saving. It's forced me to focus on if I want something in the future, I have to make a plan for it and really think it through because now we don't use credit. So I wanna encourage you to think about how would that transform your relationship, you and your partner? What would it look like if you only could use cash for your purchases? It can be a game changer. Number three is pay off your debt. Debt can feel like hands around your neck strangling you. The more debt you have, the more you feel underwater, like you can't breathe. You might be having panic attacks and anxiety because of all the debt on your shoulders. So if that's you, make a plan. Make a plan and create a debt snowball. List off your debts from smallest to largest, and then you wanna tackle those debts with a vengeance. You wanna do whatever it takes to get rid of the debt. Maybe you have credit card debt. Maybe you have a second mortgage on your home. Maybe you have auto debt. There's so many ways to go into debt. Most people have debt. Maybe you have student loans. So that debt is crippling. You're not gonna be able to get ahead financially as long as you have debt because all of your discretionary income is going to pay off your debt instead of going toward savings. But a lot of people get too comfortable with debt and they just feel like, oh, it's just how we are. That's how we live. Everyone has debt. We've become numb to debt. We've become desensitized. Stop doing that. It's time to get out of debt. When you're out of debt, you experience freedom. So my wife and I went through this. We listed off our smallest debt to our largest debt, and we started tackling it one at a time. And then as we paid off one debt, the money that was going toward that, we put it toward the second debt, and, vice, and then we just kept building and building until we got up to the largest debt. And as we paid off all of our debts, I could feel a ton of weight lifting off my shoulders. I felt lighter, I felt more free, I felt more flexible, and you will also. So if you have debt, I highly encourage you, tackle it and get it off your shoulders. Are you enjoying the episode so far, but you wanna go even deeper? If so, consider joining my membership, Matrimony. Every week in Matrimony, I provide a deep dive where I go further and provide more examples, more details on my weekly podcast. You'll also gain access to my best resources to start building your marriage. And third, I join Matrimony once a week for live Q&A so you can ask me whatever questions you have to improve your relationship. To learn more, click the link in the description. Number four is you need an emergency fund. There's always gonna be emergencies. You can't think that life is just gonna go smooth. Something's gonna happen. Even a couple weeks ago, my son, my second oldest, totaled his car. And so now we've been working with insurance with how to do that and deductibles and all these things. There's always things that are gonna happen. Your dishwasher goes out. Your cat scratches a hole in the chair. Who knows, your phone drops into the toilet. You need a new phone. Things happen all the time. And if you don't have an emergency fund, that turns into a crisis. You go into a panic. But if you have an emergency fund, it's not a crisis. It's an inconvenience, and that's what you want. So it's recommended for an emergency fund to have three to six months of your living expenses in that emergency fund. That creates a tremendous amount of security, a tremendous amount of freedom knowing that when emergencies happen, and they will, we're ready. We have the money saved up. 
It's not a stressful situation. It's an inconvenience. But we have this emergency fund. Now, don't use that emergency fund unless you and your partner are in agreement on what's an emergency. Because one of you may think going to Disneyland for the weekend is an emergency because you really need to have fun. That's not an emergency. So you and your partner have to be in agreement on what the emergency is. And don't make the emergency fund too easy to access because it's very easy to dabble in it when you're short on money or when you wanna put a little money here, a little money there, but that's not what the emergency fund is for. So put it somewhere that's hard to get to it so that you're not tempted to access it when it's not an emergency. The fifth thing to start doing to fix marriage and money problems is start saving. Americans are known to not be good savers. We really suck at saving money. Most of us are not good savers. I've had to really learn the value of saving because I'm much more naturally inclined to spend than to save. But it's time that we get as excited about saving as we do spending. You wanna be able to retire with dignity one day. You don't wanna be homeless. You don't wanna be dependent on your kids. And the time to start saving is now, so that does not happen. So how disciplined are you with saving? Most of us aren't. It's a growth area for a lot of us, but it's something to start considering now. If you don't prioritize your future now, you're not gonna have a future financially. So start small, whatever you can do. Start small with saving because it's a muscle. It's a discipline, just like going to the gym, just like eating healthy. It's a discipline and the more you do it, the more you can save, but just start with something. So you can start the practice of saving. And then as you get better at it, and as your income frees up because you're paying off your debt, you can save more. But start the practice now. The sixth tip on how to have less marriage and money problems is work as a team. So many couples I see in my practice are not working as a team financially. One partner is in charge of all the finances. The other partner has no clue about the finances. Don't do that. It's very important for both partners to be involved in the finances. And you can do this in several ways. The first way is set a budget. Sit down with your partner and talk through what are all of our monthly expenses. There's going to be fixed expenses and some that aren't fixed, such as groceries. But on categories like groceries, think about how much do we spend on average? What should our target be? And this is where you're gonna to have to share power because one of you may wanna spend a lot of money on groceries, one of you may wanna just skimp on groceries, so you may need to meet in the middle. My wife and I have had to meet in the middle on how much we spend on groceries. She loves seeing a full pantry. I could care less. I'd much rather skimp on groceries so we have more money elsewhere, but she loves having a full refrigerator. So we've had to compromise on this and meet in the middle. And you need to do the same. You need to compromise on a budget so you're both on the same page. Therefore, the budget can't be too stringent, but it also can't be too loose. When you have a budget, a budget it brings organization to your finances and you need order and control around your finances so that it doesn't control you. Another thing to do to work as a team is sit down once a week and share in the budgeting, share in the bill paying, share in balancing the budget. 
So you both have eyes on the money coming in and the money going out. The next thing you can do to work as a team is meet with a financial advisor, advisor twice a year. That's really important for both you and your partner to sit down, talk to a financial advisor about your investments, if you have any. If not, that's why you need to start saving. Sit down and talk with them about how's our investments doing? What should we change? How are things looking? What adjustments should we make? You and your partner both need to be privy to that information because you're a team. You're a unit. It's not just your financial future or your partner's financial future, it's our financial future. So those are six ways to fix marriage and money problems. Number one, stop using credit. Number two, only use cash. Number three, pay off your debt. Number four, develop an emergency fund. Number five, start saving. And number six, work as a team. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. Be sure to click the links in the show notes for my free resources. And the best way to pay it forward is share this video with one other person. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. Choice is up to you. Take care.